200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I am Doug Wiley, and we're here at Aelita 2019 in St. Louis, Missouri. It is currently March by the time this airs. It'll probably be May. But I'm here with Dan, Dan Green, my very good friend. We spoke last week about um, creating a positive environment for police trainees or new recruits who are in the FTO program. for them to be receptive to learning, for them to retain the things that they're being instructed upon. Um, You also began to touch upon something that was interesting to me, the difference between content-based learning and problem-based learning. Get a little further deeper into the weeds on that. You bet, and thanks for having me back, Doug. Uh, So content-driven learning is something that we're all very familiar with, classroom settings, right? in the classroom, getting getting a lecture, getting a presentation, a PowerPoint, we're given theory and ideas and and uh, something that we can use at a later date, and we put it into practical application at some time in the future. And of course, when it's time to put that into physical application, we hope we remember it correctly according to what we learned in the classroom or read in a book. Uh, and someone has given us content to use. Now, that certainly happens in the field as well between FTO, between our field instructor and our student. That indeed happens. But what is more beneficial and, and more readily available to us, honestly, in the field is what's called problem-centered learning. And it is as easy as solving problems. Okay, So you're presented with a problem and uh, you're given an opportunity to solve it. So... But the student, the teacher is given an opportunity now to either allow the student to learn through problem solving or the teacher, our field instructor, can then interrupt, can then interfere, or maybe work a little too closely hand-in-hand with the student by providing too much content. And if the instructor provides too much content, it removes the ability to problem solve. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, essentially, it sounds to me like um, let's go to sports as an analogy. In the NFL, you've got the quarterback. They've got the headset gizmo. Mm -hmm. They've got the radio receiver in their headset. There's a period of time during which that the coach can actually say something to the quarterback. But at 15 seconds, that communication has to stop. Right. So, And then the quarterback then needs to figure out the audible, needs to figure out what the defense is doing. That 15-second period is the problem-solving portion of the program. Right. The content portion of the program is when, you know, Bill Belichick's on the radio to Tom Brady and saying, okay, here's what your defense is going to look like. Well, at 15 seconds, he's got to stay quiet. Right. And Bill, and, and Bill Belichick is no longer part of the equation. It's only on Tom Brady to figure out, okay, what am I dealing with? Wonderful. Is that roughly what we're talking about? That's a great example. I wish I had thought of it. Yeah. Honestly, that's a great example. Uh, so Bill... Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, yep. the radio in the ear, 
and Belichick or whoever the offensive coordinator might be for them shoots the game or the play to Tom to Tom Brady, and then Tom Brady takes over, right? Right. Uh, now, what's going on in Los Angeles with the Rams? What's the criticism criticism for Jared Goff? Right. Is that uh, his coach McVay? If I've got the names yeah, correct, you've got, you've got them his right. His coach McVay gives him too much information, too much content. Doesn't just call the play for the for his quarterback Jared Goff, but gives him re- wide receiver number one, choice number one, choice number two, choice number three. So he actually and then it's information overload. It's information overload. And did, did Jared Goff actually get the chance to learn anything, or did he just follow instruction and? with given content mm-hmm. now take that example which is a wonderful example to the to the law enforcement training world and the fto is in the ear of the student mm-hmm. and doesn't just call the play for the student but then continues to give uh more content more content more content so at the end of the day as this student and teacher work their way through a burglary investigation who actually worked the investigation the mm-hmm. student or the teacher I would argue it's the teacher. Right. Because they fed the information along the way. Yeah. So turn that coin around, the other side of the coin. There's nothing wrong with pointing our young officers in the right direction with some content, laying the foundation, giving the young officers framework to work within, and then allowing them to problem solve their way to a desired result. Right. And and the FTO is present. The FTO is, is not absent from the equation. Right. The, the FTO is essentially the safety net, is the, um, you know, th- is essentially the backup officer, right? Right. Um, but allowing that officer to, in some cases, make some mistakes. Right. But that's, those are learning moments. Those are teaching moments where you, you could say after the fact, okay, you did a pretty good job here, but there's couple three things we want to try to address and we've talked last week about the fact that you don't want to address these things when your boots are melting to the ground you know <laughs> right. or, or when you're freezing in frigid rain you have to choose your moments in the right environment to make those corrections but you allow the officer to kind of figure it out right that's right so let's lay let's put another layer of real life education inside problem-based learning so we've got a problem to solve and our our field instructor has allowed the student to trip over himself a little bit so that we have experiential learning, mm-hmm. right? So this is learning through our experiences. Right. And when it's all said and done, and then like you just painted for us, they get back together and they go back to the world of content-centered learning. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what went right. Let's talk about what went wrong and how we apply the fix so that the next time we experience something similar, I actually, as a teacher, do less instruction and you can do more problem-solving. Right. So experiential learning is a wonderful adult learning tool. I would argue, or I would, I would almost encourage, I don't want to argue, I want to encourage actually our field instructors to add existential learning to that on top of it. The icing on the cake for experiential learning, learning from our experiences, is learning the why. Mm. So that's the existential side of our learning lesson. So we, we, we have this experience, and we, we acted it out physically. And, and now we, can, we understand the nuts and bolts of what we experienced, but do we understand the value? Do we understand the purpose? And do we understand the why? So that's the existential side of things. It's a little more philosophical, uh, but again, like we talked last week, cr- creating an environment that offers more retention. Mm-hmm. 
experiencing something is nice. Experiencing the why and the value behind what you do makes it stick even well, that, more. That hammers it home. Right? I mean, that, that basically, you said icing on the cake, and I was thinking more along the lines of the cement that keeps the gravel together. Yeah. It's, that's, what you, that's what really cements the lesson, right? Good, yes. Yeah, in, indeed, indeed, because we have, uh, most of us, if I were to say to the law enforcement world out there listening, the fatal funnel, Everyone understands mm-hmm. what it means, right? Don't stand in the doorway. So, but to to most anybody else, it's like, oh, the, why? What would what would anybody else ask us? Why? Right. And then I say, oh, well, because you, you're you're easily shot if you stand still inside the doorway, this fatal funnel. And then anybody now understands. Ah, that's a good reason why I don't want to stand in the fatal <laughs> funnel. All right. So, so I just not only did I experience standing in the doorway. But I experienced all the reasons why I shouldn't. Yeah, I, I have a very personal uh, little quick story for you. Here at Ailita, just yesterday, on the trade show floor, I went into the, uh, the, one of the simulating companies, one of the simulator companies, and I attempted to solve a problem. It was an active shooter. I was listening to the instruction as I was going through. It's, you know, radio call, and here's it's active shooter. I only heard one shooter. So as I solved the problem... And, and shot what I thought was the only offender, I, I relaxed. And then suddenly I was shot. And that little Uh-oh. zapper thingy that yeah. gets you got me. And I went, oh, oh, I didn't listen. But I solved the problem. Right. And then the instructor after that said, okay, so what did you, what are the things that you didn't do? What are the things that you did? What are the things that you didn't do? And how can you learn from that? And I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget that in a simulator, you know, in a, not in a real-world scenario, right. but that cemented for me the why do you want to really pay more attention, even if you had the correct information, he said. Even if that was the correct information that you were given, you can't relax like that. Gotcha. So, very, very cool. And it's important for the uh, our field instructors to understand that they are the zapper. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> now I don't want anyone... Please, don't law zap, enforcement don't, world. Don't right? zap your people. Do not tase your students. Okay, <laughs> but uh, you experience something, yeah. And then when you let your guard down, you got zapped. That's yeah. a physical lesson learned yeah. that that gave you an emotional attachment to the lesson, right? You emotionally felt that. You're like I just got shot, right? Because that's what that zap represented, right? So now we get the chance. You, ex- we want our students to experience thing, and I want our and uh, field instructors to be the zapper and apply the emotional lesson learned and the, the why, the why, the mm-hmm. purpose, the value, that type of stuff. I'm a I'm a book nerd, so I, I like to throw out books to read and read any type of research by a guy named Peter Drucker who goes back to the 40s and 50s, and he'll reinforce all this value behind what we do. He'll reinforce that for you. But um, yeah, you you know. Be the zapper. Yeah. I, mean, I might just put that in a PowerPoint slide right on. from now on. Hey, Dan, thank you very, very much for not only for everything that you do for your officers, um, not only for everything that you do instructing here at Ailita at the FTO conferences, but also for your friendship. Uh, oh. I, it's, it's great to know you. Thank you for yours as well, Doug. Appreciate it. This is Doug Wiley with Police One coming to you live three months ago from Ailita 2019 in St. Louis. Thanks again for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One Podcast.